Hi there, it's episode number 138, and today I'm taking a question from an audience member. The question is, how does being a podcaster and being on social media change how you parent? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi there, it's Danae. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I am taking a question from an audience member and I'm going to read you the question in full. It's from Erin who left me this question on Instagram. She wrote, how does being a podcaster and on social media change how you parent? Do you experiment more? Do you do special activities to have something to talk about? Or does it not enter your mind until after the fact? I loved this question, Erin, because it really encouraged me to do some reflecting And I'm going to be totally transparent with you all in my answers today. But first, a quick word from today's sponsor. This is a new sponsor on the podcast, and it's one that I heard about about a month ago, and I've been sharing with some people on Instagram and on Facebook, and the response has been amazing. The sponsor for this week is StoryWorth, and I'm going to explain how this works. So you choose to gift StoryWorth to a loved one. You might give it to your father or your parents together. And each week, StoryWorth sends a prompt of questions that you'd never have thought to ask, and your parents answer it. And at the end of the year, they put all of the answers and all of the stories together in this beautiful hardcover book. It's really a beautiful way to strengthen those family bonds and to get to know your loved ones in a whole new way. StoryWorth works great for families like mine that are spread out all over the country, raising grandchildren far away from their grandparents. I know that personally, I found that this is a great way to bring us together and to share stories across generations. So to get $20 off, go to StoryWorth, that's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com forward slash S-F, as in simple families. That's StoryWorth.com forward slash S-F. So in last week's episode, I introduced something brand new that I've been working on. It's Simple Families, the Masterclass. And until Friday of this week, December 21st, you can get 30% off. If you're a fan of Simple Families and you're looking to simplify in 2019, this program might be exactly what you need. This is the first time that I've put together a program that is really an A to Z approach to simplifying your family. In the first month, it's an eight-week course, so two months. In the first month, we spend simplifying the home, and we're really focusing in on the family-centric areas of the home, especially the wardrobes and the toys, that sort of thing. And in the second half of the course, we're focusing on simplifying parenting. We'll spend a lot of time talking about reducing fear, reducing distraction, reducing the refereeing that we're doing between siblings. Because when it comes to raising a family, less really is more. In the eight-week course, you'll get weekly video lessons and you'll also get live group coaching sessions with me. The program will have a private community group for members only, and it's not on Facebook. Hooray. There's been so many requests over the past year or two of people trying to get off of Facebook and not wanting programs that run with Facebook. So we'll actually be using a new app called Ellie, and it's an app especially for parent groups, and it's a really simple, streamlined way to have conversation and community and accountability with other people participating in the program, other moms and other dads who are going through the exact same things as you. And there's a couple of bonuses that are included. So I'm doing a never seen before video tour of my house. 
Plus, right now, if you enroll, not only are you going to get 30% off, but you also get my Simplifying Child Behavior Program and my Simplify the Toys, the Toy Detox Program for free. So you actually buy one course and get two courses for free. So I could go on and on about this because I'm really excited about it, but go to simplefamilies.com forward slash the masterclass and you can get all the information and sign up there. But be sure to do it before Friday because that's when the 30% off ends. And it all starts on January 7th. Okay, finally back to today's question from Aaron. So Aaron wants to know basically how much of what I put on the internet is for real. In particular, as it relates to things like how I decorate my house, how I manage my kids, how I parent, the types of things that I do with my kids. Overall, I'd say what I put on the internet is 95% real life, 5% staged. So I'll start with the visual stuff. So I'm not a home decorator. I'm not a designer. We moved into our house, which is an hour outside of New York City, about a year and a half ago. And it's a very historic house. So it's actually the former stable of the Guggenheim family. They had a country home and this was their barn and it was turned into a house in the 30s. And after that, a famous couple who were authors lived here and wrote probably 50 books while they lived here. And they did some amazing gardening and birding and landscaping throughout the property. Apparently working from home when you don't have small children, you get stuff like that done, but not the case for me. We bought our house from a fashion designer and she had done a lot of renovating and decorating and we bought some furniture from her. So I really can't take much credit for any of that. I also have a friend, Lauren, who's an interior designer who helped me with some decorating when we moved in. I'm not a photographer and I do my best to take some nice pictures. And for anyone out there that's ever tried to learn anything about photography, you know that you need good light in order to get good pictures. So in retrospect, I kind of wish I would have thought about that when choosing a house. That's this 5% stage part that I was talking about, um, but I didn't. So actually when we chose our house, it was because we were moving from Dallas and we were really pressed. We needed to find something. I sent my husband here. He looked at seven houses and I told him to pick one, which I would never recommend. It's actually a really terrible way to choose a house and make a big decision under pressure like that. So you have to remember that the grass is always greener. So sure, our house looks really gorgeous when you see pictures of it on Instagram, but it needs a lot of work and it adds a lot of stress to our lives. And most days I'd love to sell it and live in a condo. I'm constantly doubting whether homeownership is truly the dream because most days it certainly doesn't feel like that. So in short, no, I did not decorate or choose our house to have something that looks good in pictures for the internet. But to go back to the 5% of everything I do is staged. There are some times that I do move things around when I'm taking pictures. So if I'm trying to take a picture of something and there's a mess in the background of the picture, I'll clear the mess behind it. But I never ever make my kids do something so that I can take pictures of them. Not because I'm against it, but it just kind of sounds like torture for everyone involved. I find it's much easier just to capture them doing some natural real life things every once in a while rather than to try to stage anything. Now, the exception to this is my book that's coming out in June. For the book, my publisher asked for a list of specific pictures. So they wanted a picture of my kids playing, a picture of my kids doing arts and crafts, a picture of my husband and I talking. There were certain things that we needed to capture. And Amy, my photographer, did a great job of making sure that it wasn't painful for the kids or for me. And we broke it up into a lot of little sessions. But other than that, the general stuff that you see day in and day out, no, it's just natural, just the stuff that we're doing, just life. 
The other thing that I avoid is I don't share my family members' names, and I really try not to put a lot of full face pictures of my kids on Instagram. Now, in my stories that only last 24 hours, I will put videos and pictures of them there, but in the actual Instagram feed, I try to avoid putting a lot of full face pictures of them. Okay, so moving on to how does being on social media and an influencer impact how I parent? I will say that I do get angry and I get frustrated and I get upset with my kids, but for the vast majority of the time, I do practice what I preach and I do keep things simple and keep things calm at our house. Now, I will say that when I'm out in public, I do feel very self-conscious when my kids act crazy, which I think on some level is universal because I think everyone feels self-conscious when their kids act crazy. But for me, it's a little bit different. See, I don't actually mind when my kids act crazy in public because they're kids and they're unpredictable and they have poor frustration tolerance. And I understand all the reasons that kids lose it when we're out and about. I'm actually more self-conscious that people are going to see me and know what I do and hold me to another standard and to hold my kids to another standard, which is why I make sure as much as possible to talk about the fact that I'm a real person and my kids are real people and we absolutely have the same struggles as you all do every day. Now, that being said, I want you all to remember that I do come into this with sort of a competitive advantage, for lack of better words, because it's certainly not a competition. But I have both been working and studying parent education and child development for many years. Both my bachelor's and my master's degrees are in clinical social work with a focus in family and child practice. And after I did my master's degree, I went back and did a certificate program that focused on analyzing and understanding child behavior. And then I did a PhD in child development with a focus on family wellness. And amongst all that learning, I was also working with families, lots of different families, and learning through that process as well. So when I became a parent, my tool bag was probably a lot fuller than most. So here's a metaphor. I run a small business, so I do some basic accounting and bookkeeping, and it's hard for me. Like None of it comes easily. I'm constantly trying to read books and Google certain things about taxes and deductions, and it just is a lot of work for me. But I can do it. Most things I can figure out, and I can research, and I can read, and I can do, but very inefficiently, and probably not as well as you could do as an accountant. Let's pretend that you're an accountant. You can take all of my business expenses and all of my tax information and easily figure it out, probably in like 10 minutes, something that would take me 10 hours to do. You have education, you have training, you have experience working in accounting. So you're going to have a leg up on me in this. And that's very much how I feel about most of the people who are listening to this podcast or reading my blog or following me on Instagram, whatever it might be, is that you are very capable of learning these things, but there's no expectation that you already should know anything about child development or child psychology or family wellness or any of that. But you can learn. It's going to take a lot of practice and it's going to take a lot of effort. So I always struggle to position myself as either an expert or as just a regular mom because I do really feel like I'm somewhere in between, somewhere in the middle. I'm in the trenches with you because I have a two and a just turned five-year-old, but at the same time, 
my tool bag is full of tools and I have a really strong background in understanding and making good decisions and parenting intentionally. So when you see the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm saying to my kids, I don't do it in a way to set this high standard that you should also hold yourself to. I do it in a way to teach, which is really my goal of Simple Families. It's to connect real life and research to make it more approachable. So I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I do have an advantage based on my education and based on my experience. The next part of Aaron's question was, do you experiment more or do special activities to be able to talk about, or does it not enter your mind until after the fact? So the vast majority of the time, it doesn't enter my mind until after the fact. I have a very analytical mind and it's always spinning and making connections. And I find that I can usually extrapolate from an activity that I've done with my kids. So yesterday we made and frosted gingerbread cookies, and I could probably tell you a half dozen developmental and educational benefits that went into that process. But I wasn't thinking about any of those things during the time. I was just making gingerbread cookies with my kids. But the gift of that, of understanding that, hey, look at the fine motor skills that my two-year-old was using when she was stabilizing the bowl and, and spinning the spoon, and look at the early math and fractions that my son was practicing when he was using two one-fourth cups in order to make a half cup. The gift of that is that I never feel like I'm slacking. I never feel like I need to go to Pinterest to get some perfect activity because I truly believe and I know through my own parenting and through my research that my kids are learning every day in the natural things that we're doing in our environment and we do not need specially constructed activities in order to enrich their lives. So I do not plan out special educational activities and things that will help to foster my children's development. Instead, I sometimes will reflect back on things that we did and recognize the value of those experiences. But I find that I don't really need to plan for it because my kids are learning every day, everywhere, in everything that they do. So to help explain how my brain works a little bit when managing my kids' behaviors, it's kind of like a chef. So if you gave a chef a bunch of ingredients, they would be able to put those ingredients together and know what works together in which environment and what is going to be more effective and more delicious and more successful overall. So you give a chef a bunch of ingredients, they can throw it all together and make a successful meal. If you give me a bunch of ingredients, I can throw it all together and it tastes like I threw a bunch of stuff together. A chef has an intense understanding of flavor and of food and of all of the components necessary for a successful recipe. And the same is very true of parenting. It's a lot easier for me to effectively parent my kids and to know how to manage their behaviors because it's second nature to me because of my education and experience, because I've been doing it and practicing it and studying it for so long. And I'm telling you this because I want you to have a very realistic expectation of your own behavior when you're interacting with your own kids. You're still learning. You haven't had that much practice. You're going to get better at it all the time. So when you have a day when you're screaming at your kids and you aren't doing things the way that you'd like to do them and you're not even really sure how you would like to do them, just know that you're not alone. 
And my goal is to never be there as this know-it-all who seems to have it all together, but instead to be a resource to you, to help teach you and to guide you and to provide you with some of those underpinnings and some of those theoretical backgrounds that will help to support you to make better decisions as you grow into your parenting. So in summary, the vast, vast majority of everything that you see and from me on the internet is real life. It's not staged. And I'm perfectly aware that I live a very fortunate and blessed life. So thank you for tuning in today and listening to me ramble and answer Aaron's question. And Aaron, thank you for that question. Anyone that has questions, you can always leave those for me. You can go to simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 138 and leave it there. Or you can leave them for me on Instagram as well. And I'd love to have you join me in the masterclass. I'm constantly learning from you all and I enjoy every moment of my work. Go to simplefamilies.com forward slash masterclass to learn more and to get that 30% off before Friday. I hope you have a great week.